up what is up what is up y'all it is mortimer main oh my goodness i can't believe that just happened what the heck was that right <laughs> well clearly i'm in a good mood as usual pretty much what up everybody it is i mortimer main your friend and dj and host at the Treehouse Lounge, where we listen to tracks and we talk about music and we talk about life and we talk about other important things. So let's start talking. First things first, baby. What movie did we watch this morning while we were setting up? We watched Dead Poet Society. I think it was like from 1993. I don't really remember the date, but you know the name. That's a recommend. Uh, it's a it's a pretty cool movie about you know a group of young people dealing with the problems of the rich and privileged in button-down 1950s prep school land. So yeah, if you haven't seen that one, check it out. Talks a lot about poetry. Maybe you'll learn something. What are we talking about today? Oh, you know what? Let's get to uh, let's get to some fan mail re- real quick. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. This Nick Cave conversation has just been popping off. It's crazy. Okay, I got another email here. This is name and location unknown, okay? There's nothing in the email address that lets me know Wagwan with this person, but let me read this to you here, okay? Mr. Magic, first things first, Nick Cave sucks. I do not get the hype, but... If you've seen the assassination of Jesse James by the coward coward Robert Ford, you're missing out. Wait a minute. I think I read that wrong. But if you've never seen the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, you're missing out. Nick Cave did the music for it, but don't let that hold you back. Plus, it's got Brad Pitt for Mrs. Magic's viewing pleasure. (laughs) No signature. So, okay, mystery person. You know, thanks for writing in. A little, little presumptuous of you there. Thing is, okay, I have seen that movie. <laughs> and I remember it was being alright. It was being alright. It was alright. Cool thing about that movie was I was actually living in the city of Winnipeg while it was being shot there. And I remember being up in the club one night and looking down on the street view and they had all the facades up making my city streets look like they did back in western cowboy days or whatever, you know? <laughs> and and I remember looking down and we were drinking, you know, we are having a good time. I think I was with my friend uh, Casper, my man Seasper. And uh, Casper was like, yo Morty, see that guy over there? And I was like, what up? And he's like, that's Jamal McGlory, like he's in the NBA. And I was like, what? There's an NBA player up in this party tonight in the old west city of Winnipeg. He's like, yeah. I was like, Seasper, go talk to him if you think he's cool, man. And Seasper was like, nah. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But uh, yeah, so, <laughs> you know, I think I we're, we're also joking about uh, looking down the streets. And I was like, yo, man, if Brad Pitt comes up in here, you know, I'm going to blast them. <laughs> and me and Seaspear were just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, trying time to get cowboy style on Brad Pitt in these streets of Winnipeg, you know? Okay, so that was kind of weird. But uh, yeah, thanks for the letter. Thanks for the email, whoever you are. Assassination of Jesse James. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. 
pretty good. I don't know if I can uh, recommend it. I'll have to see it again for the second time. Anyways, let's get to some music. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Who are we talking about today? We got a, a big topic. I'm really excited to talk about this guy because we're in the bees. It's Eric Burden. Better known, also known as Eric Burden of the Animals and Eric Burden of War. This guy is a legend. Shame that I think I only have one of his records or one of their records. So, in the Animals, anyways, I, I also have uh, his War record. But, anyways, Eric Burden, born in Newcastle, England, in 1941. So, born immediately after the battle for britain where you know buildings were just getting the shit bombed out of them every night he was born uh with with really bad asthma and where he was living in england the 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 pollution of the factories combined with the humidity of the area really affected his asthma quite dearly so it's kind of crazy that this guy grows up to be a great singer the animals were are considered by myself and others <laughs> in the top five leading bands or the top five bands that led the British invasion. So I'm talking the animals along with the Rolling Stones, the Who, the Kinks, and of course the Beatles. Okay, so pretty rare company when it comes to all-time rock stars. They, the Animals released their first record, self-titled record, in 1964. That one contained the track House of the Rising Sun, track one, side one. This is my all-time favorite song to sing karaoke to, okay? Karaoke. I love it. It's amazing. That song is written, it's like some folk tune or something. You know, there's no writing credit for it. It's traditional. American... English? I don't know. If anybody knows the history, send me an email. I'd be very interested to know. So that came out in 1964. The song that we're going to listen to today was released on The Animals' uh, fourth and final album, which came out in 1968. The track we're going to be listening to, which I'm still holding back the name, was written in 1967 by the Bee Gees, Barry and Robin Gibb, the, uh, the brothers from Australia, the Disco Brothers. According to some, this song was written for Otis Redding, legend Otis Redding, because Otis was a fan of uh, the Bee Gees songwriting abilities and apparently he asked for them to write him a song that he could record. The song that was written, the song that came forward as that song, is you don't know what it's like the one we're going to be listening to now barry said that this song not necessarily written for otis redding they intended to give it to him so he could record but the song was actually written for their manager who barry just held in such high regard if you listen to these lyrics it's actually barry a man writing a song about their their manager who was also a man even though Eric Burden has switched it around, uh, adding some uh, some girls and women in there. So Eric's talking about a female, but that's not how the song was originally intended. Isn't that interesting? 
while we listen to the lyrics i i love this song you know this song really gets to me because you, when you hear eric's kind of rough raw lyrics laid over top of the the female backing vocals which are just perfect you know it's that it's a beautiful blend of uh, the raw and the cooked that i was talking about the other day <laughs> And if you listen to the lyrics again, this is not just a love song, but this is a true love song. If you can, if you've ever been in the position where, you know, you felt the same way that uh, Eric feels here, you know, that the love is so strong and so intense that I will never be able to describe it in words. You will never understand how strongly I feel for you you don't know what it's like to love somebody the way i love you <laughs> man this is music here we go eric burden and the animals doing the gib brothers you 
love you. stuff powerful stuff <laughs> yo so this album that we're listening today it is a greatest hits record originally released in 1969 so all the songs that are on it were recorded for that the one the the copy i have was released in 1974 but whatever uh it's just got a picture of eric burden on the cover in a leather jacket and his with an ascot and his hair is looking kind of weird but just to go over the songs on it, San Francisco Nights was one of my, the first unpopular songs, or according to my information, unpopular songs from the animals that I really fell in love with. And then, which describes uh, San Francisco, the city in, you know, like 1967, 1968, around then, referencing, um, you know, new group on the scene, the Hells Angels. Uh, long before they became an international motorcycle gang. Talks about um, police brutality and peace, you know, because the Vietnam War is going on. My mom said that she liked this song so much back when she was in high school that she wore her record down. She listened to this track so many times that the grooves in the record actually just flattened out. Couldn't even make out the music anymore, which happens sometimes. Did you know that? What, it's also got Monterey, uh, which we've talked about, uh, which is very cool. It's got the one we listened to. It's got Sky Pilot, which is another great uh, Eric Burden written track, anti-war track. More about the Second World War, actually, probably from his experience growing up in post-war Britain. 
um, because I think Sky Pilot came out just at the beginning of uh, American advisors going to Vietnam. Okay, what else do we got here? Uh, I'll just say Eric, I don't know, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. This guy's a legend and maybe it's just <laughs> the circle of friends I've moved in for my whole life, but no, nobody really ever gives it up to this guy like other solo artists get it. So, one time for Eric Burden. Thank you, Eric. He's still alive, by the way. He's still doing his thing. I had the pleasure of seeing him perform, I think it was about 2014. And uh, so that was very cool for me. <laughs> you know what? That's all I'm going to say today. I'm just going to leave it out on that note. I hope everybody uh, had a good time today. I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed the song. I hope it made you think about... Ooh, that good loving feeling, right? <laughs> all right then, kids. Take care of each other. Don't worry about me. I'm going to be all right. In fact, we'll be back tomorrow, okay? And in the meantime, each one teach one, baby. See you tomorrow. Peace!